Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a bus carrying a high school marching band crashes in New York. We have the breaking new details, including the number killed and injured. Here are tonight's headlines. A bus full of ninth graders on the way to band camp overturns. The scene tonight with windows broken and a ladder to get students out. They've used whatever they can find here, tree branches and limbs, to try to create some sort of bridge over this water to get to the other side. We're on the border where nearly 9,000 migrants crossed into the United States yesterday alone, nearing record levels. Daycare horror, the new photos tonight of a trap door hiding even more fentanyl and other drugs inside that child care center in New York. Fox succession as media mogul Rupert Murdoch steps down, leaving the empire to his son, what it all means. President Zelensky's high-stakes trip to Washington, meeting with the president, Congress, and military leaders, making the case to keep funding Ukraine's fight against Russia. The Writers Guild is continuing negotiations with Hollywood Studios. The two sides are reportedly nearing a deal. This would finally end the writer's strike, which has thrown Hollywood into a near standstill. California's Salton Sea is drying up, exposing a toxic layer of dust. Could lithium mining help? or make the air here worse. It's an honor to represent our nation, to represent NASA. And the new record that's truly out of this world. Keep working hard, have big dreams. The hard work and the dedication are the key components to making those dreams come true. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We begin tonight with breaking news and a fatal bus crash involving a high school band in New York. 
Police say at least two adults are dead and dozens injured. Five students are in critical condition tonight after a charter bus went off the interstate and tumbled down an embankment about 45 miles northwest of New York City. Images from the scene show the bus on its side with its windows smashed out. We're told 40 students and four adults were on the bus, everyone taken to the hospital, some flown to level three trauma centers. While the marching band, including cheerleaders, were heading to a band camp in Pennsylvania, the bus, uh, part of a caravan who watched their classmates crash, while the rest of the students, they headed back to their high school. CBS's Allie Bauman will start us off tonight from near the scene as we're just learning the preliminary cause of the crash. Good evening, Allie. What can you tell us? Good evening, Nora. The students were supposed to arrive to that camp in Greeley, Pennsylvania, around 2 p.m., according to a schedule on their website. Instead, a bus some of them were traveling on plunged off the road just 40 minutes before making it there. And police just revealed that a preliminary cause of the investigation, a preliminary cause of the crash could be failure of a front tire. Debris litters the scene along this New York interstate where a bus chartered by the Farmingdale High School band landed in a ravine after rolling down an embankment just outside Weiweyanda, two hours northwest of New York City. But imagine the fear, the screams in the aftermath when these high school students, many of them freshmen, were surrounded by this chaos. The vehicle was carrying 45 band members along with teachers and was part of a six-bus caravan of 300 people heading to a band camp in Pennsylvania. Dozens of first responders rushed to the scene just after 1.30 p.m., forced to use ladders to rescue victims as the bus teetered among treetops. Some of the injured were pulled through windows. Crews also scoured the woods to find anyone who may have been ejected. It is likely that a faulty front tire contributed to the accident. Traffic was shut down for hours and tonight officials say it is unclear how the bus careened out of control. The National Transportation Safety Board will send a team here to investigate. They're expected to arrive on scene by tomorrow morning. The high school tells us it's trying to reunite students with their parents now. And some students told us earlier that this is so devastating. It's something they never expected could have happened. Nora. So traumatizing. Ali Bauman, thank you so much. Turning now to the crisis at the southern border, we're now learning 140,000 migrants were apprehended in the first 20 days of September. The influx is nearing record levels, and new today, the Biden administration says it's sending 800 active-duty troops to help. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is there and tells us about the dangerous journey, which led to the death of two people in the last day, including a three-year-old boy. Near Eagle Pass, Texas, hundreds of people continue to cross the Rio Grande, trying to slip under wire fences, overwhelming city services. But not everybody makes it. Two people, including a three-year-old boy, have already drowned in the past two days. Still in Juarez, Mexico, we found more are risking those final steps north, like this group from Venezuela using tree limbs as a bridge to get to the other side. Sometimes they fall in, and it's been uh, you know, difficult really to watch when they have to handle children, uh, babies, and try to uh, keep them safe, literally handing them over to somebody who plucks them over to the other side. The majority are from Venezuela, but will not be eligible for temporary legal status and expedited work permits announced by the Biden administration for nearly half a million Venezuelan migrants because they did not enter the country before July 31st. 
In New York, where the change could apply to less than 10,000 people, officials worried it did not go far enough. I'm getting 10,000 a month, and so we can't spike the ball. Republicans have criticized the Biden administration's move, saying it will only motivate more people to try to cross. But back along the border, we found migrants say what they're fleeing, political persecution or poverty, are bigger motivators. You didn't know that about about the new status. But does, would that change what you're doing? ¿Eso cambiaría lo que ustedes están tratando de hacer? No cambiaría. Creo que sería... It doesn't change why you're leaving. But U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agents say cartels have been using misinformation for months, urging migrants to head north. They found this group parched and lost, asking for help. These cartels are very good at what they do. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. They're focusing on migrant smuggling uh, and the disinformation that they're feeding migrants to fuel that profit stream. And he tells me at this specific point of the border where Texas, Mexico and New Mexico meet, not everyone is looking to turn themselves into Border Patrol agents and request asylum. He says roughly half are trying to avoid agents altogether. Nora. Manny Bajorquez, thank you very much. Tonight, a tropical storm warning is in effect from Maryland to North Carolina with a potential tropical cyclone developing off the South Carolina coast. For what areas will be impacted, let's bring in Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. We are watching a developing system off the southeast coast. Not a tropical storm yet. It is potential tropical cyclone 16, and it is expected to bring tropical storm force winds. Tropical storm warnings are posted through parts of the mid-Atlantic and much of the eastern seaboard through the weekend will have those strong winds and big impacts at the beaches with high surf, storm surge, and very heavy rain. The timing for this, the worst of the weather happening tomorrow night through the day on Saturday with winds gusting 40 to even 50 miles an hour, the rain, Nora, and the surge are all made worse potentially at high tide. Chris Warren, thank you. Now to a changing of the guards at one of the biggest and most influential media companies in the world. Rupert Murdoch revealed today he is stepping down as chairman of Fox's parent company and News Corp. CBS's Jolene Kent has more on the man that changed both American television and politics. 92-year-old media magnate Rupert Murdoch announcing he'll leave his role as chair of Fox and News Corp in mid-November, becoming chair emeritus of both businesses. His son Lachlan will take the reins, part of a long-standing succession plan. But this won't be your typical retirement. In an internal memo to Fox employees today, obtained by CBS News, Rupert Murdoch said, In my new role, I will be watching our broadcast with a critical eye, reading our newspapers. You can expect to see me in the office late on a Friday afternoon. Over the last 70 years, he amassed a vast media empire across Australia, Europe, and the United States, starting Fox Broadcasting Company in 1986. And 10 years later, he founded Fox News Channel, providing him an influential role in conservative politics. I've been publishing the newspaper for 40 years, and um, you know a lot of fights. Murdoch's career has also been plagued by controversies. In 2016, he ousted his longtime ally, Fox News chairman and CEO Roger Ailes, amid sexual harassment and abuse allegations. 
Just this year, Fox paid a $787.5 million settlement in a case brought by voting machine manufacturer Dominion after Fox News spread former President Trump's 2020 election lies. How is Lachlan different than his father and can he maintain power in this situation? Lachlan's a bit more affable. He's, if anything, more conservative than his father. And the real question is whether he can convince his adult siblings who help run the family trust that he can do the job. Upon Rupert Murdoch's death, his other children could challenge Lachlan. In the meantime, experts say that viewers and consumers of the Murdoch media empire should expect no major changes to the product the companies are putting out. Nora. Jolene Kent, thank you so much. Talks to end the nearly five-month strike by Hollywood writers are continuing into the night. The Writers Guild of America and the major studios remain stuck on issues, including pay and the use of artificial intelligence. There are reports of progress. And with the auto worker strike now in its seventh day, the clock is ticking towards a Friday at noon deadline. The union representing 146,000 workers at the big three automakers is threatening to expand its current strike if there's no significant movement in the negotiations. Ukraine's President Zelensky is in Washington tonight, his day packed with high-stakes meetings, including with President Biden and members of Congress, all to win support and funding for his country's ongoing war against Russia. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky enjoyed a warm welcome at the White House, and President Biden announced plans for the latest installment in aid to Ukraine another $325 million. The American people are determined to see to it that you do all we can to ensure the world stands with you. But what a difference nine months makes. Last December, Zelensky delivered a primetime address before a joint session of Congress. Today, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said there was no time for such a speech and wouldn't even be seen in the halls of power with the Ukrainian president. Zelensky instead met behind closed doors with leaders of the House and the full Senate. That's because while a majority of Americans continue to support providing assistance, there's a mostly Republican divide on Capitol Hill over how to keep funding the war. We need to give them everything they need. We should be uh, for a peace resolution uh, ending the war. They are not funding it. There are growing concerns in the U.S. and Europe about how the aid is being used. Zelensky fired his defense minister and six other deputies this month amid accusations of corruption. Zelensky also visited the Pentagon today. The U.S. has provided nearly $44 billion in military aid since the start of the war, and the White House is asking for $24 billion more. But it didn't commit today to giving Zelensky long-range missiles. Today, another reminder of why Ukraine wants them, as Russians hit six Ukrainian cities, its largest missile attack inside Ukraine in more than a month. Lawmakers who met with Zelensky today said they appreciated his detailed assessment of the war and the Ukrainian president once again expressed gratitude for U.S. assistance, adding, quote, oversight, transparency and accountability for all the aid is absolutely important. Nora. Ed O'Keefe at the White House. Thank you. Also tonight in Washington, there's a race to avoid a government shutdown with little time to make a deal. Chaos reigns in the House as Republicans failed to advance a defense spending bill for the second time this week. CBS's Scott McFarland reports on the embarrassing rebuke for Speaker Kevin McCarthy. With a deadline looming for a painful government shutdown. The resolution is not adopted. Things continued to fall apart in the U.S. House today. I don't know what direction they're coming from. A handful of Republicans, some of whom oppose sending more aid to Ukraine. I've been no on Ukraine the entire time. 
continue to jam House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who's been trying and failing to pass bills to keep the government open with Republican votes only. This is a whole new concept of individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. That doesn't work. Some members warn an October 1st federal shutdown is increasingly likely, which could rattle the stock market and Americans' 401ks, create backlogs for people who need veterans' benefits, visas, and passports, and shutter national parks. Shabe Esquerdo, a TSA officer and union rep, says they expect they'll have to work for no pay. How much worry is there among your colleagues about this? Anxiety levels at an all-time high, distress levels at an all-time high. The 750,000-member American Federation of Government Employees has warned members to save up whatever money they can. 60% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, okay? And you just imagine payday, but no paycheck. CBS News has learned the Biden administration budget office has shut down preparation phone calls with federal officials tomorrow. As Congress races towards an October 1st deadline, Nora, they're recognizing it's difficult to race when the U.S. House is stalled. Scott McFarland, thank you. Now to a growing health and an environmental crisis for thousands of residents in Southern California. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti shows us how the state's largest lake is drying up and leading to even bigger problems on land and in the air. Say, uh... Four-year-old Damian Lopez has symptoms many who live near California's Salton Sea have. His cough gets very wheezy. I try to control him. Control often means visiting pediatric nurse Christina Galindo. And then out, I can see up to 25 to 30 patients a day, and maybe half of those are dealing with respiratory issues. A recent study found that more than 20% of the region's 178,000 people have asthma-like symptoms. This is nearly triple the national rate for asthma. Why people who live close to the Salton Sea have such a high incidence of asthma. Dr. David Lowe led a study at UC Riverside that identified that cause. The Salton Sea itself, formed in the early 1900s after a dam break flooded the valley with Colorado River water. Today, its primary source is nearby farm runoff. Fertilizer, heavy metals, like some arsenic, selenium. For decades, this dangerous mix sat on the sea floor. But without replenishment from the Colorado, the Sultan is rapidly receding, exposing a dry and toxic lake bed to the wind and also attracting a new industry looking to mine another chemical that lies below. If California wants to electrify every single vehicle by 2035, they're going to need every piece of lithium they can get. Frank Ruiz works for the California Audubon Society and sits on the commission overseeing the mining of lithium. We don't completely understand the impact of the lithium industry. No industry is 100% free of uh, environmental impacts. Ruiz says lithium could be liquid gold for a region facing some of the highest poverty rates in the state. For now, it's unclear if lithium is a lifeline or a threat. This is a toxic, toxic dust. Do you worry that the Salton Sea and the surrounding communities could be sacrificed for the greater good? I hope not. Taxes and revenues can potentially provide money to continue covering this toxic playa. Michelle Lopez hopes her family is not left in the dust. Some concern that one day they'll be like, you have to leave your house because you can't live in here anymore. For I in America, Jonathan Bigliotti, CBS News.
Investigators make a shocking discovery inside that New York City daycare that was operating as a drug ring. That story's next. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. A startling discovery tonight at that New York City daycare where a one-year-old died after being exposed to fentanyl. Police say they found a trap door in the play area inside more fentanyl and other drugs. The woman who ran the daycare is in federal custody. Her husband is on the run. Three other children became seriously ill from drug exposure. Convicted murderer Alec Murdoch pleaded guilty today to federal charges of financial fraud and money laundering. This is the first time that the disbarred South Carolina attorney admitted to his crimes. Murdoch, serving a life sentence for murdering his wife and youngest son, is accused of stealing from clients, including the estate of his longtime maid who died in a fall at his home. He still faces about 100 different charges in state court. Two passenger jets are struck by laser lights near a major U.S. city. We've got the details next. Two JetBlue planes were zapped by green laser lights near Boston's Logan Airport this morning. Nobody was hurt and the flights were not impacted. But the FAA says that these laser strikes threaten air safety, with more than 9,000 reported last year. The fine for shining lasers at aircraft is up to 11 thousand dollars per violation so don't do it tonight an american astronaut is celebrating a special anniversary in space that's next what makes a life a good one is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way (laughs) maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect defend and save what you believe in every single day So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Finally tonight, NASA astronaut Frank Rubio is celebrating one year in space. That is longer than any American in history for a single space flight. He was only expected to be at the space station for six months, but the capsule that was supposed to take him home was damaged, extending his stay. Rubio finally returns to Earth next week on day 371. He says he's looking forward to hugging his wife and four kids back home in Miami. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.